Today I'm going to show you six seldomly performed exercises that are going to help you to patch up those weak links in the big exercises that are making up the foundation of your training program and more importantly, help you to see all new gains from them. What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteX.com. So today I want to show you six exercises that again, you probably aren't doing. At least one of them you should be doing every day and that's a hint. But they serve an important complementary role to your main foundational exercises. Because if you're not doing them guys, I feel that you're leaving some gains on the table. Because in every one of our bigger lifts, there's a tendency for the weak link in that lift to hold back the overall progress you'll see. If I told you, however, that these exercises I'm going to show you are going to help you to address those weak links, I think you want to listen. So that being said, I want to break down the following exercises. A deadlift, a squat, an overhead press, and a way to pull up. So let's start first with the deadlift. All right, when it comes to the deadlift, guys, there's actually two exercises that apply here because I feel that there's two issues that we have in just trying to get the bar off of the ground. And that is, do you have adequate leg drive through the ground to get the bar going? And secondly, once you do, do you have adequate upper body strength and stability to keep the bar where it's supposed to be, especially on that proper bar path tight to your body on the way up? And a lot of times we lack one or the other. If we were lacking, let's say, in the upper body stability and strength, then what you want to do is this right here. And this is the chest supported row. Now, not only did I put this up on Instagram a few days ago, but I shared then as well that this is something that actually I struggled with a great deal when I first started the lift a long time ago. I actually felt like I had the ability to drive through the legs to generate force into the ground so I could get that bar going in the opposite direction, but I didn't have the ability to keep that bar nice and tight because the weakness through my upper body and shoulders allowed the bar to drift down and forward and away from me, making the lift a lot harder. So what this does is it demands that you learn how to pull from a no momentum state without the help of your legs. And you can see I practiced this a lot and I tried to get myself a lot stronger on this so that I could pull with no legs so that when I got back into the position of a deadlift and had the benefit of my legs, I'd be able to pull a lot more. Now, the next thing though is that some people don't have the ability to actually drive into the ground or as I pointed out before in our deadlift tutorial video, they don't even know that the legs are really supposed to be driving that initial part of the movement, at least to the level of the knees. It's like a standing leg press. So you want to be able to train your body to know that the leg drive is important. But when that's established, how are you going to do it with an exercise? How are you going to get better at that? This is where I like to break out the reverse lunge or the dumbbell lunge in general. Because what the lunge makes you do if nothing else, is it makes you learn how to drive hard into the ground through one foot at a time here. The fact is, I like to do mine with a step back in reverse because what it does is it takes the anterior stress off of my knee. So for somebody that has knee pain or discomfort, particularly from patellar tendonitis, the step backwards takes off some of that strain. But it doesn't diminish the main benefit this exercise provides and that it teaches you how to push hard through that forward leg so you can get all the momentum of your body back up to a standing position. Now again, if you had taken this into a forward lunge, there's even more demands. When you step forward and have all of your momentum plus the weight going forward and now you've got to push to drive back and get back up to a standing position, you will learn quickly if you don't already that you need to learn how to push with great force through your legs one at a time into the ground. So that when you come back into the deadlift and set up with both feet able to contribute now and again with that tight upper back, You've got a great combination here to help you to rip that bar off the ground and get it going in the right direction so that you can complete the lift. Next, sticking with the leg movements here, we talk about the squat. And you guys have heard me talk about before the value of the glutes when it comes to performing the squat. Because again, the sticking point in a squat is most likely going to be the bottom of the lift. 
because you're not half repping it. You got to go down low enough to actually not just see benefits from the exercise, but more importantly, you need to be able to activate the glutes, set them up to contribute to the lift, put them on a stretch. The only way to put them on a stretch is to get deep enough. But when you're deep, what's the consequence? A lot of times you can't get out of the hole. This is a great exercise to help you do that. This is a variation of the glute ham raise because we're not actually completing it to the point where we're doing the hamstring curl. What we're doing is we're preloading the glutes by putting us into relative hip flexion here at the bottom of the lift. I'm waiting it if possible. You may not be able to. If you can't, you can go without. You can work your way up with dumbbells. The fact is you can overload this exercise. But with that pre-stretched glute, the main driver of getting me out of that position into hip extension has got to be the glutes. You want to focus here on initiating the contraction by squeezing your butt cheeks together. Now I know the low back is going to want to contribute just like it would in the bottom of a squat. And that could become a very faulty movement pattern when you take it into your squat. You want to teach your body that like everything else, we start from the ground up. We derive our strength and force through the ground first and it goes up the kinetic chain. Therefore, the glutes are going to encounter that force first and you want to make sure that they're doing that. So you squeeze and initiate every single repetition by the squeeze of the glutes. Let the low back contribute after. Hold in full extension and come down. If you do a few sets of these guys and start working them into your routine, you're going to have a stronger lower back, but more importantly, you're going to be neurologically wired to utilize your glutes right at the moment that they're needed the most. All right, moving into the upper body, one of the foundational pressing exercises you should be doing is an overhead press. Now that being said, we know there's some variety in how we could perform that exercise depending upon how much of the lower body we want to involve and what the purpose of our training is. If you're trying to be more powerful and explosive, you'd want to incorporate the lower body because we know how much that can contribute to generating force like we just said from the ground up. But we also have the alternative to try to strict up our form, right? To try not to get the lower body to contribute. But here's the thing. Our bodies are pretty damn smart. As soon as you put yourself on your feet, they're going to find ways to rely on ground reaction forces to accomplish what it is we're trying to do. So what we could do if we're trying to get ourselves to be even stronger in this exercise is set our ass down, literally on the ground, like you see me here in a Z press. The Z press is one that in which our legs are literally removed from the equation here. They're actually just out in front of us, not contributing to the force generation of the lift. Now we have to use the strength of our shoulders to get this barbell up. It's another one of those chest supported row, no momentum type setups where we're demanding that the muscles that we believe are maybe being kind of compromised by the more quick to participate lower body and we're making them do all the work. So if you're finding that you're not lifting as much on the overhead press as you feel you probably should be, you're probably not as strong as you think you are directly where you need the strength the most. And that's where this exercise comes in perfectly. So when it comes to the upper body pulling exercises, a foundational movement for you, at least one of them, should be the weighted pull-up. And we've talked about the benefits of this movement many, many times before. However, it's how you address your weaknesses in trying to get stronger in this exercise that's probably holding you back some. Because the area that you're going to want to work more so than the areas that you can see moving should be the areas that you cannot see at all. And that is the foundational strength and stability of your shoulder blade. Because as I've talked about here before, guys, the glenohumeral joint is actually an interesting joint. It's got a lot of mobility to be able to allow our arms to get into a whole lot of positions from all the way down here to all the way up over our head. Obviously valuable when it comes to performing a pull-up. We also know that the shoulders itself have a lot of strength capacity, i.e. on the overhead press, to allow us to do some things when we move them through space. Obviously the lats as well. But it's the strength of the scapular stability 
that is going to ultimately undermine your ability to do a weighted pull-up if they're not strong enough. Why? Because as I've used this analogy, guys, many, many times before, if you tried to jump as high as you possibly could and you tried to do it off of this hard surface here or off of a lot of sand, I can tell you right now, you're not jumping higher off of the sand than you are here. And that is because the base where you're trying to generate force from is moving, it's giving, it's weak. Not like this firm floor. So if you wanted to do something for yourself that's gonna help you to get better at the pull-up, you do these. These are weighted scat pulls. All you're trying to do here, guys, is do a straight pull-up. In other words, your elbows are not bending. You're just allowing the weight of your body to pull your shoulders into upward rotation, and then you're trying to drive them down and back by doing nothing but pulling down with those lower traps. Really trying to squeeze and strengthen the stability of those scapula from the bottom up. And the movement here is actually very, very, very small. And maybe you can't handle weight. That's fine. I can tell you if you're incredibly weak in this area, even a body weight variation of this is going to be challenging. And if you're somewhere in between, guys, there's nothing stopping you from going over to a lat pull-down machine and using the weight that's sort of in between the two with the same mechanics and idea in mind. You want to try to initiate that pull straight down through the scapula, learn to stabilize them. Because once they're stable, once you have that stable base, once you've gotten rid of the sand and you've replaced it with a stable base, now you want to generate force, go for it. You're going to be able to do a lot more things and you find out a lot more reps when it comes to the way to pull up. And finally, I don't know how I feel about this exercise because I feel like it shouldn't be one of those that's a surprise to you. Because if you've watched this channel for any length of time, you're going to realize, Jeff, he kind of likes face pulls. As a matter of fact, they make their way into this video another time for a very good reason. If you could think of one exercise that was complimentary, that was an accessory movement that you'd want to include that could benefit all of your lifts, in fact, all the lifts we talked about here, what would it be? You know the answer, it would be the face pull. And you can see me doing it here. And the variation that I'm showing you here is where I add the additional press to the top because it requires additional stability of those mid-scapular and lower scapular muscles to perform this the correct way. There's not an exercise you're going to perform that won't benefit from this movement and getting stronger on this movement. This is not meant to be done with just five pounds. You're supposed to get stronger at this movement. The fact is you'll be doing it frequently so you won't have to necessarily worry about frequent jumps in weight. Just go for an overall progression in the weight that you're using. Try to get stronger here. How can it help? Well, think about it. Is this going to help you in your pull-ups? Of course. Is this going to help you with stability on the deadlift? Of course. Is this going to help you with maintaining the tightness in your upper body throughout the squat? Of course. Is this going to help you to perform an overhead press with proper mechanics? Of course. Is this going to help you on a bench press to maintain tightness through your upper body on the exercise? Of course. Guys, the face pull is one of the best exercises you can do. Do not forget about it and start including it after all of your workouts like I asked you to do before. So there you have it guys, there are some additional lifts that I believe you should be doing, especially if you're finding yourself struggling to break through some plateaus on your bigger foundational lifts. You can't keep banging your head against the wall, guys. There's a saying that says if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. You want to have some strategy to allow you to break through, and I believe these exercises give you a strategy to break through in a powerful way. They're addressing those weaknesses in the kinetic chain that are likely holding you back, and if we can strengthen the weakest link, we're going to make you strong all the way through. If you're looking for programs, guys, that address these weak links and build them into everything we do so that we can minimize how often they appear and how significant they are when they do appear, head to athletex.com and get our training programs. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know what else you want me to cover. I'll do my best to do that for you. And if you haven't already done so, guys, please click subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss a new video when I publish one. All right, guys, we'll be back here again in just a few days. See you.